The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, a show that reveals a little bit more about history day by day. Today is January 23rd, 2019. The day was January 23rd, 1849. Elizabeth Blackwell, an English immigrant and former school teacher, became the first woman to get a medical degree from an American medical school. As a person who once said she hated, quote, bodies and everything about them, This was quite a reversal. But okay, the transformation wasn't as black and white as I'm making it seem. She had her reasons for becoming a doctor. Let's start from the beginning. In 1821, Elizabeth was born in Bristol, England, to Hannah Lane and Samuel Blackwell. And as it turns out, Elizabeth wasn't the only one in her family who was full of contradictions. Her family was Congregationalist, which is a Protestant faith. They were also super liberal. No, that's not the contradiction. Many Congregationalists held socially liberal views. The thing was, Elizabeth's family were abolitionists and slave owners. Yep, her father was a sugar refiner who used slaves for labor. But clearly the irony caught up with them. In 1832, after the sugar refinery burned down and Papa Blackwell felt the urge to really pursue anti-slavery efforts, Elizabeth, her parents, and her four sisters and four brothers packed up and left for the land of opportunity. And they really hit the ground running. They moved from New York to Jersey City to Cincinnati, all the while ramping up their abolitionist activities 
and getting buddy-buddy with big names in the movement, like William Lloyd Garrison. But their father died not long after they got to Ohio, leaving the family poor. Elizabeth and two of her sisters started a girls' school and expanded their activism to education access, while the oldest brother started working in the mayor's office. Just think about it. In early 19th century America, the literacy rate for women was way lower than men's. Girls and women had just started being accepted to public high schools and higher education institutions, and non-white girls and women were facing all sorts of discrimination and oppression when it came to education. So it makes sense that Elizabeth began advocating for women and girls' education, too. But years later, after a stint teaching in Kentucky, Elizabeth returned to Cincinnati with an urge to do something different. At first, she was pretty averse to studying medicine. A dying friend of hers was sure she would have suffered a lot less had her doctor been a woman. But even at the request of a dying friend, our girl Elizabeth said later in her autobiography that, quote, the very thought of dwelling on the physical structure of the body and its various ailments filled me with disgust. Fortunately, Elizabeth switched up her tune and decided the doctor life was for her. That's because, one, she wouldn't have to get married because being a doctor and being a wife were just two things that didn't work well together. Two, she believed that if more women were doctors, the world would be a better place. And three, she could help defy the stigma that female doctors were abortionists. There were just a few tiny, okay, big problems. Med school was for dudes, and they cost a ton of money. So while saving money through teaching jobs in North and South Carolina, she studied under a couple of doctors. After she moved to Philadelphia in 1847 and started applying to medical colleges, people reacted pretty much how you'd expect them to at a time when women weren't accepted in med school. They taunted her, rejected her, and told her she'd need to go to Paris or at least pretend she was a man. Well, the joke was on them. Elizabeth finally received a pretty warm and welcoming letter of acceptance from Geneva Medical College in New York. So in November 1847, she headed to Geneva to start her studies. And when she got there, she found out that they thought her application was the joke. But her classmates and teachers treated her pretty well, even though the townsfolk in Geneva metaphorically held their breath when she walked by. But Elizabeth was resilient. After her first year at Geneva, she went back to Philadelphia, where she worked with the poor and Irish immigrants. When she went back to New York for year two of her degree, she did her thesis on typhus. And in 1849, she became Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell. The rest of her years as a doctor were no walk in the park. She studied medicine and midwifery in London and Paris, but worked a lot. And her dreams of becoming a surgeon ended when she lost one of her eyes to an infection caused by gonorrhea. She got that infection while, you guessed it, working. And the idea of a woman doctor was so new and detested by many that she struggled to get patients. But it would be a lie to say her challenges and detractors got the upper hand. In 1857, she, her sister Dr. Emily Blackwell, and another doctor opened the New York Infirmary for Women and Children. Later, she founded the Women's Central Association of Relief to train women to be nurses in the Civil War. And eventually, the infirmary opened a medical college. By the time she died in 1910, Dr. Blackwell's work for women in higher education and medicine far transcended her title as the first woman to get a medical degree in the United States. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, 
and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Taylor Mays for all his production help. We'll be back with more history tomorrow. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.